Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shadows at the Door is an audio drama podcast designed to scare and delight you. While rarely explicit, it is nonetheless produced with an adult audience in mind. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6. I am, of course, your host, Mark Nixon. Just before I talk about today's episode, we want to thank you for the huge response we've had for the previous episode, Telltale. At this point, it's no secret that it was a very challenging episode for every person involved in the production. So knowing that the episode continues to be so well received is... Well, quite simply, it's fantastic. Thank you. Now, later this season, David and I will be hosting a Ask Us Anything Q&A special. So, if this is something that interests you, please see the link in the show notes to submit your question, which we'll read out and do our best to answer in the special. But right now, you're here for episode 6. We're pretty excited for this episode, because it's a story written by Hannah Butler, a new writer to the show, and quite possibly a writer you're not yet familiar with. In this respect, it's an honour to facilitate your introduction to Hannah. And what better introduction than this story? It's called Loose Ground, and features two men on an arduous hike. And if only they could stop bickering, they might see what's coming. This story does chill the bones, so please do gather round the fire, pour yourself some tea, and we'll begin.
Bryson? Can you hear me? Finn, yeah, I can hear you. How is it over there? Fine, I think. Yeah, uh, alright, I guess. The path's not the greatest, lots of jutting stones, but I'm making fast up it. Great. You can wait for me when you get up there. And, uh, how's yours? Is it a good path? Yeah, well, it's fine. It's a tad, um, <clears throat> uphill for my liking, and I'm being surrounded by some rather dour-looking sheep. Have you ever actually met a happy sheep? You said the sheep looks a bit sad. I must say that I've never met a sheep that looked like it was in a good mood. They all seem a bit too serious, like they know something you don't. Is this some kind of joke? If so, it isn't funny. No, no, I'm just a bit bored, really. Not a fan of walks, don't see the point most of the time. Well, I don't see how you can be bored. Every day's around you. You're surrounded by the wonders of the country. <sighs> the sprawling views, the rolling green as far as you can see, dotted with wildflowers. Hello? Oh, sorry, I thought you'd let go of the button by accident or something. I didn't realise you were finished. And you wouldn't have this problem if you'd agreed to use proper walkie-talkie etiquette. Over. It felt ridiculous. Oh, were you finished? I couldn't tell because you didn't say over. Over. Hilarious. Anyway, we'll manage, won't we? <laughs> if you say so. <clears throat> so you're not quite bored enough to act ridiculous then? Hmm? No. And sadly, there aren't many gloomy-looking sheep around me. At least you have some company. Dower. What? I said it was a dour-looking sheep. Now, can we get this over quick? I can't be asked with your paranoid views on wildlife. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just not very used to doing this kind of thing. I can be a bit... a little much when I'm feeling nervous. Let's just get this over with and get back in the warm. How many times have you done this? Um, twice. No, sorry, that's wrong. Uh, first with myself, then it was Julie's husband, and then this will be my third. Well then, I must beg to ask, why aren't we doing this? Once again, we both take the climb to the top from different sides. Then, at the top, we sit on the damp grass and we share a nip of whiskey. Got it? 
I know that bit. I'm asking why we are doing this. I know it's a family thing, but this all seems a bit ridiculous. Haven't a clue. It's tradition. My granddad mentioned it being something to do with his dad settling a score with the supposedly fearsome brother of my great-grandma. So they took a bottle of whiskey to the top to heal any wounds. <laughs> but to be honest, I think it was just his excuse to piss off out the house when the wedding prep got on his nerves and it's just been a thing ever since. So every poor bugger who wants to marry in has to do this. It seems a tad unfair if you ask me. The wind, it's hard to hear over. Oh, Christ, it's a, it's a right gallows wind. One second, I can't hear you. Try again in a minute. Wind's died down. Finley, can you hear me? <coughs> Finley! I can hear you. <sighs> Sorry I was climbing. Is everything alright? Uh, yeah, fine, fine. Uh, it's just not the most well-travelled path. And it's also dotted with bloody great holes, so watch your step. Don't want to delay the wedding now, do we? Are you saying it might be a bit of a task? <laughs> I couldn't tell from the overgrown path or the bloody big holes. <laughs> or maybe it's my trainers being caked in six layers of fucking mud. <laughs> I warned you. Yeah, but do watch yourself. Apparently this bugger's filled with caves. Cheers. And, and trainers? Why wear some cheap piece of shit? I told you to wear proper boots. You wanted me to buy new boots just for this? Yes! Finally. When we get down from here, I'll buy myself the best bloody boots. Actually, the most <laughs> fucking proper boots that I can find. Alright. Okay, okay. Sorry for snapping. This is... Supposed to be a bonding experience, and all I'm doing is starting fights. Sorry, lad. Yes. Sorry. I probably should have taken your advice, though. My shoes are buggered. So, is it a cave if it's in a mountain? Is this another one of your bloody questions? Well, is it a cave if it's in a mountain? What? Why would I, um... I, well, uh, um... Probably? I mean, it's under the ground, so I imagine... Well, yes, but I thought it would have a different name, like a cavern or something. A cavern is just a big cave. I, I don't really understand. Forget it. What was it you said when the wind almost took me with it? Gallows something. It was a bit fucking ominous. Oh, yeah. Gallows wind. <clears throat> Again, just a bit ominous. Yeah, sorry, it's an old saying, I think. 
or I stole it from a book, can't really remember. But it's when the wind gets that shitty mix of bluster and chill, it's a gallows wind. Because you never hang a man on a quiet day. <laughs> Nothing? No comeback? Not even a witty remark? Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you from up here. I'm just enjoying the view up top. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to make sure I'm traversing safely, okay? It's not a race. Oh, it's not? No. Or is it just not a race because you're losing? Christ. <laughs> Well, at least my socks aren't damp because my trainers are drenched in oh-so-awful mud. Always remember the tortoise and the hare. I don't remember the tortoise being such a prick. <laughs> Nor the hare lacking one. Piss off. Anyway, what's taking you so long? Seems I'm a tad liar on... Shit. Shit, 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 shit! Seems like someone got what they deserved. Well, how does our champion feel? You still feel like a winner? You're right, Finn. Finn? Finn? Finny? Finn, come in, are you okay? Finn, can you hear me? Oh, fuck's sake. Oh. You had me scared there. Oh. Come on, let go of the button. Come on, I need you to focus. What happened? Here. Are you all right? What happened? Well, <clears throat> I don't feel too fucking great. Shit. Can you move? I think my legs are broken. Oh, fucked. <laughs> I, can't, I can't feel anything near my legs. Are you still at the top? I don't know. It's dark. Real dark. <laughs> Maybe I'm in one of your bloody caverns. Oh Christ. Uh, let me just... Shit! Oh, shit! What? You've fallen too. I left my phone charging back at the house. It'll take me hours to get it. How could you leave your phone on charge? Yeah, that's why I brought radios. We got yours. Mine's in my backpack. I've tried to reach it before, but I can't turn. I think I've fucked my neck. Uh, uh, right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep heading up. It should only take me uh, half an hour. I, I've got rope in my pack, and I'll just get you. 
I don't want to sound ungrateful, but... <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry, alright? I'm just gonna try and make it out as fast as I can. Just hang on, okay? Not much else to do. Finn, what's happening? Are you okay? There's something down here. What? I said there's something down here. Someone? I don't think so. Maybe some animals. Too many footsteps. Maybe dogs. Or something. What even lives around here? I don't know, uh, foxes, maybe badgers? Well, it must be a big fucking badger. No, I, how's the pain? Donald, I mean, my neck still feels like a bonfire. There's still nothing from my legs. <laughs> what was that? The thing. I can't hear anything. Did you say someone's there? Excuse me, but can you help me here? I think I've broken something. Finn, if you can hear me, I'm getting nearer to the top, uh, maybe uh, ten minutes or less. Listen to what? I, I can hardly hear you. Something's moving around. What are you talking about? Jesus, my neck. It feels just wrong. You're in shock. You're probably even concussed. Try not to fall asleep. Probably just hearing interference, Finley. He sounded like a bored teacher. What? You know that bored tone when <clears throat> they're just as bored as you are. I don't. Go off the button. We had a teacher who always did that. Mr. Dixon. Finally. Listen, remember to let go of the button when you're done, yeah? Anyway, why are you telling me about. Wait, you're not feeling sleepy, are you? Maybe. Why? I think if you're concussed, you shouldn't sleep. <laughs> you think? I don't know. I think I saw it on TV, so yeah, let's keep talking. Uh, you, were, you were talking about your, your, your teacher, yeah? English teacher. 
Yeah, sorry, English teacher. He was oh. strange. He lived with his mum and for us kids, well, as you can imagine, there was no end of insults. But his mum, she was ill, I think. Heart problems or whatever. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Anyway, we'd study all the classics. Like what? Come on, there's a lot of classics. You know, the classics. Like Charge of the Light Brigade. It's everything alright? It's nothing. I'm probably concussed, as you put it. Anyway, come on. You're, uh, you're telling me about your old English teacher. What was so wrong with how he'd read the classics? Well... <clears throat> been there for years. <laughs> I mean, he taught my dad. So he'd just done this again and again. There was no passion left. His days must have become like clockwork. He'd come in, do the same lessons for three classes, go home, look after his mum, then sleep. What an inspiring leader for those bright young pupils. Then he was gone. <laughs> Gone one day. Uh, did he leave or? Uh... <laughs> well, we all went on about him going off with one of the dinner ladies. I mean, all we were told is <clears throat> we'd have a substitute till the end of the year. So, what happened? <clears throat> it's not very nice. Probably not something that helps the current mood. <laughs> Wasn't this supposed to be some kind of bonding thing? True. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what now? <laughs> I'm gonna look like a fucking mummy with my cast at my wedding. Shit. Come on, bloody thing. Okay, I'm coming, mate. Christ. It's getting closer. What is? The voice again. Can't you hear it? Or hear it moving? Shit! Have I got brain bleed? Even my head's going. I'm sure you don't have brain bleed. I mean, that, that's rare. I can't be far off by now. Just, just listen to my voice, okay? Where was I? Uh, Mr. Dixon had disappeared. He'd been replaced by a substitute. All right. So he was arrested or sectioned, I think. What? Um, uh, what for? I ended up having that fucking awful thing when you meet a teacher at the pub and try to be friendly. But anyway, we ended up asking about Mr. Dixon and they said he was taken away for elder abuse, I think. 
All right, okay. Every day the same in this little pebble dashed house away from most folk. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, apparently it was a dog walker who noticed. Actually, I think it was the dog that noticed it. Yeah, noticed what? The smell coming from the house. Anyway, someone filed a complaint and the council sent someone to have a word. Well, when the bloke came... Don't. Finley, listen, if you can hear me, try to keep listening to my voice. Don't fall asleep, okay? I'm almost at the top, then I'll come get you. I just need to hear the rest of the story, don't I? Uh, I mean, I had some strange teachers. Uh, there was this one who, um... Well, the, uh, um, oh, yeah, uh, um, right, um, huh? Finley, Finley, you're still with, you're still there, ah, uh, Finn. Saying that. I'm not. I don't want to die, Bryson. I really love your sister. I don't want to die. You aren't going to die, and I'm getting you home. Please just think about home. She died. Who? That's rough. I don't know what to say. I told you it was rough. <laughs> Thankfully, I don't plan to get that old. A moment ago, you were begging not to die, you contrary fucker. <laughs> I've just never wanted to get that old, you know. For my body to be drained. <laughs> Finley! Finley! Coming, mate. Uh, coming. Uh, hold on, I bought you a fucking Dyson. <laughs> That's it up ahead. 
Your neck, your. I don't, I don't see anything on you, Finn. It, it's just you and your. And your neck is off. Can I hear you? Can I hear you right now? Fuck, I'm so, so sorry. Love you, please know that. going to explain shit <laughs> we love you okay i am i'm going to turn off the radio i don't want to die shouldn't be able to talk i'm sorry As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons and Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out The Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Find The Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. Hannah Butler and I am joined 
Well, it comes as no surprise to let you know that I'm joined, as always, by David Alt. Thank you very much. Yes. Hello, half of the cast. And David. Yes. You survived. Uh, yes. I think this is your first non-Troughton story where you don't die this season. Ooh. Gosh, it's always nice to be able to make it through an episode. Feeling a bit less insecure mm. about my feelings towards you or anything? Oh, I didn't write this one, well, so... Does. Oh, God, this isn't helping our relationship at all. Yeah, so I so I die in the ones that you wrote. And Gemma's. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, but still. Well, maybe we should find out what was going through the mind of the writer when she killed off Jake instead of me. And she's here tonight! She is! Coming all the way from Newcastle! Welcome to Hello, it's me. <laughs> Hello, it is I, Hannah Butler, writer. I don't know what I wrote the story. <laughs> I don't know what much else to say. Thanks for joining us, Hannah. Yeah, why did I not kill David? Um, well, I kept vying for uh, Jake's character to be played by David, but Mark said, you can't, no, we can't keep killing him. So, you know, I don't, you know, <laughs> it was fine in the end. <laughs> yes. It made sense for David to play Bryson because uh, David has that authority and paternal uh, aspect to his voice. Whilst, what is that? Are you saying that I'm an overweight anal retentive? I don't think. I don't, uh, excuse me. I don't think Bryson was he written bought, as he overweight. He bought a Dyson, and that's what he cares about. Yes, is the Dyson. It's the Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, oh, they're expensive. You know? They are, they are. Uh, well, I, I have no idea. I was just going to say they are, but they could be very cheap. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I have a Henry Hoover, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> Henry Hoover, for our international listeners, is a small vacuum that has survived decades in this country. And it's a small yeah. vacuum with a face on it. <laughs> and it it's, it's really very good. Every school it has is. one. And then they made one for the ladies. <laughs> Hetty, is it Hetty Hoover? And she's pink. It is Hetty Hoover. Yes. I think so it's is. I think there's even there's even a whole family of them. There's one that's green and one that's blue, and there's you know for industrial kind of things. I'd and... love to have been at that board meeting. Yeah, I was going to say I love to be a fly on <laughs> the wall when they were like, yeah, let's like the new Daleks. Let's rebrand them as many colours as we can. Um... <laughs> yes, this one is the operations Hoover. This one <laughs> yeah. is the. Uh... Is the planning Hoover? This oh God! Yeah, so there was a there was a Dalek relaunch in Matt Smith's era, and they made all the new toys for it, and everyone hated them. So, and yeah. that gets our Doctor Who reference. I should make a little sound whenever we mention Doctor Who, like a Tardis warp. Yes, yes, indeed. And then they get a cease and desist from the BBC. Yeah. Well, if it's David making the noise, it should be fine. Um, yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> so lose ground. Uh, is my first audio story, which is fun. Uh, I normally write uh, for... Well, I was about to say the most, like, writer thing to say. I was going to be like, I normally write for, you know, theatre and film and, you know, whatever, but I've never written for audio before. It's very quaint. Um, yeah. Yes, so when Hannah pitched me this idea, I was immediately excited purely for the setting. I thought, this is going to be really fun. And then Hannah was on about the walkie-talkies. I thought, yes, this is going to sound brilliant. And then um, I got the script, uh, sent it to the actors, and then got it back. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a bastard to edit. Oh, my God. And it has. <laughs> it's, uh, this, was, this was quite a difficult one. And, yeah, I loved, I loved every second of it because it's a great script. And David and Jake's performances are fantastic. And... Yeah, that's just it, really. I mean, I slept like a babe 
while you were editing it. Um, <laughs> um, I really enjoyed what you've done with it, really. Like, uh, it has kind of a nice mix of what I wanted with the kind of radios and the just the kind of lo- isolation that kind of that kind of trip does. I mean, uh, I'm not going to lie, it is based on multiple terrible hiking trips I've been on. Um, <laughs> where mainly scouts. I think I have a lot of issues with scouts. Mm. And a lot of it was like, you need to climb over here. And I'd be like, oh, sweet. And then you, it's just crap. It's just not a good time. They're like, here's some rocks. <laughs> and you're like, oh, sweet. I'm glad I'm out here freezing to death. <laughs> I, I think I have the same issues. Yes, indeed. I, I don't like camping as a result. <laughs> oh, I so. mean... I have parts of camping that I enjoy, but, uh, ah, eh. oh, see, I'll t- we'll take you out. We'll do it. The, the shadows at the door special. We take <laughs> David into the woods and we hunt him for 24 hours. And if he can survive. <laughs> this is the greatest game. I'll have to learn how to ride yeah. a horse. <laughs> the greatest game, County Durham edition. <laughs> yeah, Mark's got a horse. Um... Oh, well, thanks for coming up north for this one, David. That'll be quite <laughs> yeah, convenient. Yeah, we have to... We need to meet in the middle, probably. It's you know, see how well, the exactly. So, work. so if Mark's in County Durham, if Hannah, you're up in Newcastle, and I'm in mm. North Yorkshire, County Durham is in the middle. So, yeah, we'll just mm. go in. Yeah. Mark, you probably know some good human hunting woods. <laughs> <laughs> well, during lockdown, I have been going on a lot of walks, and I found all these fields that I'm pretty sure no human has seen for a long time. <laughs> oh, so. This is where you need to get the metal detector out and. Just go and scan, see what you can find. David, I'm, I'm, I'm already a loser. I don't need to go metal detecting as well. But you could, you could find a, a crown that's been hidden for centuries and then get haunted by an M.R. James tiled ghost. Don't ruin the very simple formula of antiquarian ghost stories, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I do. I do. It's, it's a favorite formula of mine. I think the thing is, is that um, I think a lot of horror you can grow has been grown past, if you know what I mean. Kind of, we've had a lot of different horror that's kind of moved in and then kind of moves out. It's, it's the same stories, but it's done in different ways. You know, we see hmm. the stories of uh, the moral tales become, you know, slasher flicks and all this kind of stuff. You know, we can see all these different bits and bobs and bits come. Okay, but I don't think ghosts. Really, to me, ghost stories have never left the fear that I've always felt for them. Um, you know, I will never not enjoy sitting while some British bloke goes, that can't be a ghost. What? And then, you know, some <laughs> fish, you know, some <laughs> shepherd appears and goes, ah! he's like, ah, no, I do say. And he writes a letter of his friend who's reading it out or something. But yeah, um, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I just never, I've never kind of grown past ghost stories, I think. Um, and I mean, I've, I've read a lot of ghost stories. Am I allowed to bra- brag about my reading I did when I was like... This is the podcast to brag about your bookshelf. Um, well, okay, when I was 14, 15, I had a lot of detentions. <laughs> uh, I wasn't the greatest at school. And I basically, the thing was, is everyone was trying to get onto facebook or whatever on, on on the computers and i was like i can just read so i just never cared and i like read all of like the castle is it castle of Otranto? i'm trying to remember i probably butchered that um and like lots of the older kind of ghost stories and that stuff and i mean um 
Mark, when we first met, um, I we talked a lot about Lovecraft because I'm a big Lovecraft fan. Well, I'm not a big mean Lovecraft. It's code for racist. We had <laughs> me and Lovecraft. We had our time. I was 15. He was dead for 80 years. You know, it's a there match was made in heaven. There was a year of passion. It was wonderful, and then you know you start realizing that actually they're not fishmen. They're bad allegories and. Oh, it just gets worse. And you just slowly keep going down and it get worse. And then you're like, oh, wait, he never... Well, I can't say that. People dislike that. But he never really had any... He had some good ideas, but not really good at saying them where they're not racist. And you go, huh? Ain't that a shame? I find that there's this generation of writers now that take what's good about his stuff and then just do better versions of it. Oh, yeah. Um, the best like Lovecraft the material. Podcast. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The best Lovecraft work is well. Okay, um, I will say Loose Ground. The ending, the original concept of Loose Ground was, if I'm, uh, am I able? I don't know. I'm so sorry. Okay, um, you can spoil the story the original... we've just listened to. Yes, <laughs> you have just listened to the story. Um, so the original thing with Loose Ground was the ending was much larger. Originally, it was um a about the fear of learning what comes beyond death that this horrifying ver- like version beyond death is there the story changed a bit originally i had a short story which was basically the same called oubliette uh which is people basically somebody dies um and they're talking to a friend of theirs over the phone and it's just bodies the, the underworld is just you're on a giant pile of bodies and that's the rest of your existence and hmm. it was you know it's supposed to be this terrifying thing and of course there's the strange creature which we'll get to in a minute, um, mm. in in loose ground that's behind. And so, you know, it's, I want to take, when we talk about Lovecraftian, I mean, kind of cosmic, is in some ways the fear of knowing what man was not supposed to know. And also the, you know, the how minuscule you are after death <laughs> itself. Um, you got to have a bit of, you know, cosmic horror fear in there. Mm. But the <laughs> thing voiced by... The lovely, the amazing, Markery Nixon. Markery. <laughs> Markery Nixon. That's your full name, eh? Mm, I think it's a drink. Is it Markery <laughs> Nixon? It's, yeah, it's yes. like a hot toddy. I played um, the creature. The, the creature. And me and Mark, we discussed the creature quite a bit. And... Well, okay, one thing led to another, and we were discussing where it would be set, and we were joking about Durham and so on. And so Alan, the deaf spider, which was <laughs> the name me and Mark had for him, uh, appeared. <laughs> and a lot of it was just us putting him in different stories. <laughs> and it would just be like, yeah, so he's just this, he is, you know, the spider creature from the thing, but he's a Geordie, and he's just a, he's just a working bloke. <laughs> and so a lot of it's... Like he doesn't mean anyone you, we, ill will, he's just, you know... He's... Yeah. You know, his dad was uh, a deaf spider, and his dad was a deaf spider, <laughs> and his dad—well, his dad worked in the mines, but they closed those, so he became a deaf spider. Um, you know, it's. Oh, Mr. Darcy, what is that thing over there? <laughs> Howie! <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Um, oh. Yeah, I well, wonder we if we edit all like, of I'm... season one of Shadows at the Door and just put Alan in. Yeah. <laughs> like you know the you know the the um the ghost in the field in Silent Warnings that Hans Irving. It's like it's that mm-hmm. thing in the field. Hello, it's me. <laughs> you should probably not have knocked over that bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would like to. Uh, I, I it's funny actually because David's been pushing me to act for a while now, and at the time of recording, I am still procrastinating recording 
a more um a meteor roll yes uh, but no i really liked this like I, I got to to um really play with it and then i just lowered the the pitch of it a bit i'm uh this is this is my best goddamn acting yeah. work alan, alan the Dead, you can spider. take that to your grave where you meet him and he's like i really like how you portrayed me I, I I do know my 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 dad is dying right now. My dad is the one of the most Geordie blokes you'll ever meet, and like somehow I ended up with this like non-accent. And every time I can't I can't do Geordie unless I get angry. It's like a defense mechanism. It suddenly just comes out when I'm like if I'm in danger. Suddenly I become the Geordiest Geordie that ever Geordied. But yeah, this has been lovely. I mean, I was really concerned at first because I've never. I've done I've done stuff on podcasts before, but never as an as an author. Um, you know, I've never done it as as a writer, and mm. I, I watch a lot of like older interviews. I watch like a lot of kind of seventies interviews of actors and stuff because I, for years I wanted to be an actor, um, and then I went, oh no, I'll write instead, and that's you know, as going as well as if I wanted to be an actor, really. You know, it's going as well, and um, yeah, uh, no, so. I looked at all these old interviews and I, I found this era that I love where it's like the 70s. And in the 70s, this is a weird era where authors are like the bad boys. And you have like, it's really weird. But it was like, you know. Couldn't write a book without a load of cocaine. Could see Mr. King here. Can't make an omelet without um, breaking yes. wind. <laughs> yes, indeed. So yeah, and I, I, I looked up, I'm a big Harlan Ellison for better or worse. He was a bit of a strange figure. But I, I'm a big Harlan Ellison fan. Um, and you have these interviews from the 70s and it's always these like British interview shows and they're like so you're a science fiction writer and then he's like well I'd call myself a professional liar and like stuff like that and then they just say <laughs> stuff like that and you're just like oh come on like, it's, I mean you, yeah you have that and it just you have these kind of like writers who are just kind of these gonzo-esque figures where they're just like no I'm a I'm I'm more of a kind of a faker, a liar of types, an actor, and you're like, you write cool stories. I love your stories, but you know, you're the bad, oh, they're the bad boys writing the cool stories with the sci-fi. You know, uh, yeah, Clive Barker's great for that because um, there's a really good interview after Hellraiser first comes out, and I love Hellraiser. I adore Hellraiser, and I really like Hellraiser too. And I will die on a hill for that movie. Um, but um, <laughs> Hellraiser, and there's all these people, and it's like question time or something, and there's all these people being like, you know, what what if people follow what you do in the movie? What if you and he's like, well, if you if you manage to resurrect the dead using blood, I'd like to say that. Wow, <laughs> um, you know, like, do you not think people would copy the you know the stuff? And they're like, I don't think you're going to copy any of that. <laughs> um, uh, you're just going to wank in your attic. Yeah, that's, that's all that's going to happen. Um, uh, good to see. If anyone hasn't listened to Drunk Ghost Stories for you, I suppose around that sort of time, the 70s, 80s, and into the 90s, it was all the satanic panic and oh, yeah. witches and all that kind of stuff. Um, um, so, yes, the, that anything along that, those sorts of lines must have been uh, very heavily vetted. Yes, well, I mean, one of my favourite bits is there's a bit where somebody goes, well, would you call yourself like Poe? And he goes, don't call me like Poe. He had a lot of issues. <laughs> and he just kind of turns around and goes, nah, there's a lot of issues around Poe and what he was doing. I, I'm more me. And then he moves over to America mm. and he becomes, he evolves into the Clive Barker I adore. Um, 
Lots of tight black shirts. Um... <laughs> well, it, it's like... Um... Oh, what's the film? Mm-hmm. In the Mouth of Madness. Is with Sam Neill. The, the mouth, mouth of Madness? The... With Sam Neill, yeah. And then they, they find this writer, Sutter Kane, who's essentially Stephen King. And they find him, and he, and he looks just like Neil Gaiman. <laughs> and it just it always the door opens on Sutter Kane. I'm like, yes, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> Suddenly, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> it's not appears. really him, but you know. Because it's interesting just just talking, talking about Clive Barker and going to America. I, we've been rewatching some American horror story oh, recently, yeah. and it, it it is so funny how uh, in a lot of American stuff you can have <laughs> as much blood, <clears throat> as much violence, etc., as you like, but. But there's no there's no female nipples. Oh, you can't have them. And there's and there's nothing down there. Everything is just artfully. The <sighs> yes, hair is put yeah. over, and and the legs are in a, in the and the camera's just at the right position, and it just astounds me. Oh yeah, um, it's it's ridiculous. How everything is skewed. Well, that's patriarchy right, I mean, at work, um... really, isn't it? Oh. Well, no, it's even it's even men's bits. Mm. And indeed, women's bits, but you know, nothing that nothing could be a, offensive sexually, but you can have as much. I mean, it's quite exciting a, when when you see a penis in a film because you exactly. so rarely do. I see that under the, under the skin, the Scarjo <laughs> one, where she's an alien. Oh, spoilers! Oh yeah, surprising amount of erections in that. <laughs> There's like loads of fucking erections in that. There's like so, and you never see that, and you're like, whoa. <laughs> Don't <laughs> oh, we have to go on to like you know X videos for this shit? Don't put that in the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that is definitely staying in the podcast. <laughs> Don't put that. No. <laughs> um, I'm trying to give a good. Um, you know, I've literally written down. It says Professor Hannah in there. <laughs> like I'm gonna act as if I'm this kind of fancy. Uh... Yeah. So. I once wrote a story uh, that David was in where, where I had like a rapey professor. So don't worry. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's been oh. done. <laughs> I, uh, I am excited. I played the good you one. You played yes, the good that's, professor, that's, David. That's right. You're the, you're the good one. I'm, I'm the good one. I'm the nice one. I'm the good one. Oh, well, I'm happy to hear. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the one that actually plays Macbeth nice. Yeah? Yeah. Ah. I, I, I still think he's misunderstood. I. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Just, just, I okay. I will Jesus not say Christ. anything here, but I will say after a certain drunk ghost stories, Mark got a, a call where I went right about fucking Lady Macbeth. Listen here. Um, <laughs> so Hannah's alluded to the fact that I've known her for a while. So Hannah is a friend, and the reason why That's she's on forward, this podcast Mark. is pure nepotism. <laughs> <Friend>. <laughs> No, so I there's a there's a gaming cafe called Meeple Perk in Newcastle that I really like, and I, I started getting into RPGs and and that's role playing games for Muggles. And um, I, and, I and can't Hannah, believe that you'd bring um, up J.K. Rowling. Quite, on, I know, right? On yeah, this particular discussion. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe I should. I'll cut oh. that bit out. I'll cut that uh, bit out. She came along to come check my fucking chromosomes. One second, the Sorting Hat's here to tell me I'm not biological enough. Um. <laughs> Uh, Can I leave this bit in? That was quite funny. Okay, yeah, but I'm trying to give like a good representation of myself. Hannah, you've heard the podcast. You know that it goes out the window after ten minutes. Um, Do do we now have to broach the trans subject, though? Um, I think we should now that you've (laughs) mentioned it. Yes, you know, you may be been able to tell throughout this podcast. You know, there's little hints there. 
I am not a natural redhead. Um, this is dye. But it looks so good. I know. Thank you. That's a light pouring. You can't see this. This is a visual joke on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I like the fact that you've done you've done your eyeshadow to match it, though. Yes. Uh, this actually looks a lot better in person. <laughs> um, yeah. So I am trans, which is, you know, a barrel of laughs. Um, you know, by that, I mean, it's, it's not great. Um, but, you know... Um, I think of all places, uh, the horror community has been one of the most open and welcome, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, mm. which is great because, you know, classically trans people have been weirdly the villain in a lot of horror movies. I'm looking at you, Sleepaway Camp. Um, <laughs> yes, that's but, true. Oh, God. Yeah. But, you know, I've, I've been incredibly welcome. And of course, I've been very thankful to Mark and to David as well for you know for voicing my 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 story and for Mark letting you know my ass come onto the podcast um you know it's great to have you know to be so accepted in the space yeah yeah is that good yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean it's uh it's down to the merits of you as a writer i don't have a i don't have a trans policy oh, i say. thought i was the diversity <laughs> hire <laughs> <laughs> yes we need more we need more women on the show david let's get them to write all male stories <laughs> i was gonna say that i mean we've got yeah. we've got some, in all seriousness we've got some places to go i'm i'm very aware this is a very white podcast um, mm-hmm. Which possibly comes with the territory of being a British one, mm-hmm. um, you know, unfortunately. But you know, we're, we're still growing, and as we can afford to actually hire people, um, that's something that um, we've we've budgeted for in in season three in the Kofi. So mm-hmm. um, we really we want to do better every season. Um, actually, you know, maybe I'm being harsh on myself. It's not a case of we, you know, we don't we've you know, it was just me and David, wasn't it? And it was, yeah. We work with what we've got. Exactly. Yes. I think as well, it's it's about us kind of growing as much as we can, and then the more influence we get is is how we can pay that forward and and do the right thing, and you know, and then we are pushing our boundaries and trying to do as many different things as we can. You know, whether it's the the fucking nightmare that was Telltale, or um, <laughs> or me playing a death spider, uh, or Hannah yeah. writing for audio for the first time. You know, and and it's great to have you on as a as a like a moving to audio is great because I was like, man. I suck at dialogue. Time to write an entirely dialogue story. Um, well, you say that, but I I really like the dialogue in this story. Mm. I, um... Yeah, um, I mean, I kind of cheat. Uh, Finley is kind of me in some way. Just his dumb questions. Uh, when I'm sat there and I go, is it a cavern if it's in a mountain? <laughs> um, and stuff like that. You know, there was, there was bits of that were just, you know, me sat there going, huh. Mark says I need five more minutes. <laughs> what is this thing? It's but funny because yeah. um, Hannah and I, we workshopped it to try and get the story a little bit longer. And I was suggesting stuff and you were really resilient to it. Like, that's a very Mark line. Um, <laughs> what was the, the very <laughs> Mark line? There's a very certain voice to that, that, that story, I feel. And a lot of like the Finley and Bryson back and forth is how I write, you know, kind of snippy dialogue between two people. And then in that one scene, you write, this isn't making the podcast. You wrote this whole bit where you were like, oh, do I sense toxic masculinity? That's not something I would never write. And it's very obviously a Mark Nixon line. And that's fine. That's good. It just doesn't, I just, you know, I just kind of went, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember I was I was speaking to Jake uh, on the phone a week ago, and I realized as I was speaking to him, 
I don't know. He repeated something I'd said, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's his. That's the job." Like I just like like slender chances is there's two people very much with my voice in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess the authorial voice is interesting. I mean, um. Uh, no, so like authorial voice is really interesting in in horror itself because obviously if we come from different things from our own perspectives, um, we kind of see our own fears within the stuff we write. Um, for me, I'm both a deaf positive person and absolutely terrified of death itself. Uh, <laughs> death terrifies me. I spend most of my days quaking in fear of some kind of accident or something like that which is great because i'm going to die after this is recorded um <laughs> that'll be really good for the marketing though i know it's gonna be great for the hits um <laughs> you know um you know and you can kind of sense that throughout i mean um i mean of course you can as me being a trans woman you can obviously a lot of my stories you can go in and go hmm this is a trans allegory most of the time it's not they're just like ooh, the person's stuck in their body are they and i'm like it's not really what i was going for it's more for like the man with the chainsaw trying to kill them but yeah sure um <laughs> go with it um you know it's the beauty of any interview where somebody goes so so you were you you um i, I remember there's an interview with the, about the invisible man uh the recent invisible man movie and it's the director and i can't remember it's the director and Stephen blum sat, sat and he goes you know, when, when uh, so an interviewer talks to like a director and they go, you love the use of mirrors. You know, mirrors are the soul in your stories and all this stuff. And then the director just goes, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> and, you know, and they've never thought about that before. They just put it in because it was spooky. And that's, I feel that's like a lot of the time. I mean, it's, I, I'm, I'm constantly fighting this battle between the pretentiousness where I'm like, let's write allegories and metaphors into the story and then the other side which is like but the big man has no eyes and he come for you and he's scary <laughs> you know it's it's this constant battle between what is scary and what is boring but makes me happy <laughs> it's, it's like um... and that's loose ground <laughs> <laughs> while we have kind of the tough love bryson that uh david wonderfully did we have you know jake doing the uh finley and he kind of brought kind of this gr excellent energy to it which was kind of the energy i was looking for of kind of this youth but also i guess a bit of a dick is <laughs> a little sorry jake <laughs> sorry jake but you did it very well you did exactly you know exactly what i would want for it um He's, you know, as I put in the in the script, which I apologise to both, you know, David and Jake, is that, like, my character descriptions had, you know, he's a town mouse and he's a country mouse <laughs> to describe their personalities. Um, because... Oh, Jake actually emailed me about that and, and it must be terrible when Jake listens to this and he hears us talking about him and he can't quite join in. Yeah, let's give a moment for Jake. Jake? Wow! That's a great point, Jake. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'd never thought of it like that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Mark can be like that sometimes, I know. Mm. Yeah. But, you know, what can you do? Uh, Just remember, I can edit this discussion so that you laugh harder at my jokes <laughs> and, and there's a death, and I can put crickets in after yours. Yes, Mark, you are the best. <laughs> exactly. A thought occurs, actually, that, um, you know, for a long time, I've been saying... Because somebody described us on Twitter as a fireside ghost story podcast. 
last night and mm-hmm. I was like that is true I've been saying gather around the fire for a while now and not once have I put fire sound effects on the discussion <laughs> like I have seamlessly right now and the three of us are now gathered around the fire it's, it's, it's a bit warm for that though really yeah do we oh, have God, the license to burn at this time yeah we don't want to don't want to be starting any any forest fires. Yeah, what are we doing here, Mark? This is just a, this is just an ash bin, Mark. Yeah. What is this? They haven't even brought any marshmallows. It's like you know when you go for a it's like when you go to the beach and there's just like a foil <laughs> barbecue covered <laughs> in charcoal. Yes. With a few um, empty cans of Fosters. Do you know what Mark? When we Mark were like going over the script and there was a bit where we were adding a little bit more to script and Mark was like adding a few more panting bits here and there and I was like. Please tell them I'm so sorry. <laughs> Please tell them both. <laughs> you didn't apologize to me when I decided to play the the, the creature, and 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 I asked you like, how does it sound? He goes, oh, it's retching all the time. So like, I just had to get the mic the other night. I was just going like, <laughs> just making these horrible noises. I'm so sorry for everyone listening. That's part of my sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> Is that before or after? But, um, <laughs> or during, <Yeah>. or during, <laughs> or just constant throughout. Um. The great um, scandal of Shadows at the Door is David is a member of the National Trust, and if we ever, when I go to see him in Ripon, if we ever want to go to a National Trust site, I use his husband's uh, membership to get in, and we have to prove we're a couple. I don't think. Can this not stay in, David? Because I think this would be a good bit. <laughs> But I remember the very first time I went there with David, he said, right, we have to pretend to be married. And I went, okay, I'll resent you. And he went, that's not how marriages work. And that's when I knew my marriage wasn't in a good place. <laughs> they don't really question it, though. I mean, I, don't, I should probably stop tongue kissing David when we get to... Yeah, or, or at least do it on my lips. <laughs> I think the thing, I mean, in my mind, there is a moment where these, you know, the security of the, you know, the National Trust place come past, and you're like, quickly, and push him into a corner, and you have to kiss for a moment. <laughs> and these people just walk past and go, <laughs> it's just like, these blokes have just been walking around here, just making out everywhere. <laughs> like, no where we are. <laughs> I'm like, we would approach them about it, but we don't want to be seen as homophobic. So it's yeah. a very we, difficult What are we going to do? <laughs> We keep trying to tell them the place is closing, and then they're just like, oh. I think it, it's just that one step away from dogging. <laughs> How much of this is staying in? David, you're not want, I was you not say, want to yeah. mention our scandal. Probably best not. Um, as I said to David, uh, like at the beginning of this, you know, I've listened. It's w- it's very weird coming onto a podcast that you've listened to quite a bit of, you know, and mm. re-listened to a hundred times, Mark. Um, definitely. <laughs> um, no, and you know, I. But you know, did you leave a five star uh, review? I do. I do normally listen to each episode and send uh, Mark a, a a message during it where I'm like, likes the dog sounds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that five star review, though, I'm. I will, still I will, I will put the five star. I, I, one day. Seriously, I, we need those. It helps. Yeah, yeah. So definitely stuff. do do that. But like I've. So anyone listening, please leave us a five star review. I don't care if you think no one else in your country listens. Please just <laughs> leave us a review. We need. Please, please, please. Um, please do do it. Including that one listener we have in uh, South Korea. Thank you. I noticed you. <laughs> yeah. 
and the many listeners of North Korea who we've ballooned uh, <laughs> USBs of Shadows of the Door over to. USBs? I, you mean I've been re, re, re-recording these cassette tapes and, oh, yeah. put, and attaching them to balloons for nothing? You're just sending them out into the sea, David. <laughs> oh, no. They're not going anywhere. I'm part of the plastic problem. <laughs> yeah. Out there. So- I can't make that joke. I can't make that joke. I was going to do about a tortoise choking on Shadow of the Door. Uh, no, I can't, no, please don't. I can't make that joke. Um, but... Uh, but imagine, though, in 30 years, someone could open that dead tortoise and they go, what the hell? What the fuck is Slender <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, that is a story for season three. It's like this kind of road warrior situation. I like they do this road warrior situation where, like, you know, the world is this blasted waste and somebody gets this cassette and put it in and you're going, hello, welcome to Shadows of the... I don't know what accent what I used. What was that? Was that meant to be <laughs> hello, hello there. There. Top of the morning to you. It's time for Shadows at Tador. <laughs> at Tador. Oh, I'm so sorry to our Irish <laughs> listeners. It's me, Mark Nixon. Coming to you. Uh, no, um... Uh, I hear you're a writer now. <laughs> and there's our Glinner reference. How many turfs can we get into a conversation? Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> Mark, really a trans oh. woman on. Okay, how many turfs can we mention in a single podcast episode? Um... Oh dear God! Um, but yeah, uh, what was it? Oh, oh, here's my original point I was talking about. Was um, you know, I've listened to like countless hours of this, you know. So it's weird to finally be talking to David and not be like making my breakfast. Um, but there was like a point where like, you know, you realise you're talking to somebody. And you're like, I've listened to you while I was in the bath and going to sleep and stuff. It's really weird. So it's kind of weird out of body experience where you're just like, I know you. <laughs> I know you. Um, but yeah, and I mean, like, um, a few. I've got a few friends. It is strange because sometimes people, especially on Twitter or Facebook, they will repeat some of my anecdotes from the discussions back at me, and I'm like, "How the fuck do you know?" <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you? Listen to me. <laughs> How do you know these things? Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, I've, I've uh, got a few friends to listen. You know, mainly because I'm like, I've got an episode coming up. Listen, um, and uh, and they, they... thanks yeah, Irish Hammond. That wasn't I don't. Um, but um, you know, and people love you two. You two need like this kind of like bad boys like you know like band poster where it's like you two back to back or something because <laughs> people love you. You know, love you two. I mean, that's really nice, Aaron, and I'm glad people enjoy it because, you know, we do a lot of this podcast does ride on chemistry between me and David. <laughs> yeah. and so... the, the subtle, I mean... uh, <laughs> smouldering undertones of... of um... I mean, my favourite cliche is enemies to lovers, so it's just <laughs> brilliant for me. Um, <laughs> what are, no, David and I, we put in the we put in the work, and like we hang out when it's not podcast business, which makes me wonder if I can put a pizza on my tax return. You know, like, <laughs> I paid for that pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, we we put the work in, don't we, David? We, we do indeed. A um, marriage is it's, it's it a journey, is yes, and it's something. Yes. That I, I fully and understand. this was couples counselling. I've been your counsellor today. My name's Hannah Butler. I've been... Re- <laughs> <laughs> it was a weird therapy. She just talked about herself a lot the whole time. That was a waste of an hour. <laughs> 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 chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Yeah, Hannah, Hannah's doing chef kisses right now. Quite a yeah. lot of them. 
Yeah, quite quite a few. Well, uh, if you would like to give us five chef's kisses, just like Hannah, uh, then please do leave us a review in your uh, favorite podcatcher of choice or wherever uh, you review podcasts. Um, it just remains for us to thank you, Hannah, for your writing and for coming on and being so enthusiastic and energetic and wonderful and brilliant. Thank you so much. I want to thank my mum, God, Alan the Death Spider, uh, <laughs> David, Jake, uh, Gemma wasn't on this podcast, but Erica, Alana, <laughs> Nico. I think that's everyone. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and thank you, Mark. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, anytime you want me. You are. Anytime. anytime. Once a week, I get a phone call saying, Yes, Mark, I will be on the Drunk Ghost. <laughs> Every Stories. time I'm we like, talk. If you knew how many, how many people asked to invite themselves onto Drunk Ghost Stories, I'm like, No, I like getting drunk. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> Look, I live alone and I won't drink on my own, so I need an excuse to drink. <laughs> drink. Um, I won't do it. You hear me? <laughs> I won't do it. People keep asking me, but I won't. <laughs> but if you also want to buy us a drink, then our Kofi is at kofi.com forward slash shadows at the door. So uh, please uh, leave us something there if you can. And thank you very much to everyone who has. Also, uh, you will hopefully have seen tweets saying that we have a survey which is either out or getting ready to be out. Uh, so we're just going to find out what you've enjoyed about this season so far, maybe what you would like to change or whatever, and whether you have any ideas uh, for what you want to hear in season three. So if you haven't seen that, uh, then we'll be tweeting madly, putting it on, well, Mark will be putting it on Facebook and Instagram because I'm not on there. Um, yeah, thank, but thanks thanks for carrying that labour, David. That's you're quite all right. Thank you very much, Mark. Um, <laughs> and if if listeners would like to hear more of Alan the Death Spider, you know we can do remastered episodes. <laughs> we can. I will. You're right, Professor. Yeah. Sorry, I'm late. Move out the way. Move out the way. Uh, what's it? <laughs> <laughs> Follow me on Twitter. I am at Baroness Butler. Um, from there, I will be soon, hopefully, depending on how things go, bringing out uh, video essays on YouTube so and more short stories and so on and so forth. So it just remains for us to say thank you very much, listeners, and we will look forward to seeing you very soon. You've been listening to a Shadows at the Door production. Story by Hannah Butler. Performances by David Alt, Jake Benson and Mark Nixon. Score by Nico Vitesi. Production by Mark Nixon. Production copyright Shadows at the Door Publishing 2020. Story copyright of the author. If you enjoyed this production, please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you very soon. Yes, Mark, you are the best. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.